Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Hey, good morning, everybody. Before we get into the show today, uh, I want to just jump on and, and do a sponsorship call out. We got into things right out of the gate last night. We had the fellows from Exodus Trail Camp in studio and uh, they stayed late. <laughs> so, you know, usually uh, I think this is the first time in, gosh, I don't know, maybe two years we didn't produce the same night. So I'm hopping on early to, to get this squared up so everyone can listen. But shout out to Backwoods Grind Coffee for those guys getting me awake <laughs> this morning. Uh, if you want to use, uh, Code W2H podcast, you can save yourself 10% off if you go to backwardsgrind.com. Shout out to SpartanForge.ai. Spartan Forge is our sponsor for uh, our call in line and our tech that we use essentially like with their funding for the, the podcast helps pay for everything that helps to bring you a podcast, especially the two-way dialogue stuff that we really enjoy and people commenting and that kind of stuff. Be sure to head over to SpartanForge.ai. Use code W2H for 20% off. And as we've been recommending, do that sooner than later before a lot of changes come down the pike and are released. We did have our fair share of some drop time spirits last night, and we were cheersing some uh, was it our 12-point bourbon. It's delicious. I know it's they're Wisconsin-based, and more and more of that is coming into different uh, spirit stores, so keep an eye out for that. And of course, the fellows at Exodus got to see the OKest Hunter podcast studio firsthand. And if uh, you like the content those guys are putting out and you want some swag for whatever, you can go to OKSHunter.com, use code W2HPODCAST for 10% off. All right, with that, let's get into the show. Where to hunt Where podcast. To hunt it's, okay. It's, it's, okay. Okay. it's okay. It's okay. Hi, I'm Dan Small, host of Outdoor Wisconsin, and I listen to Where to Hunt. Man, it's okay. I'm Kurt Geyer with Working Class Bowhunter. I listen to Where to Hunt podcast, and it's decent. It's decent. Uh, it's all right. Hey, this is Bud Fisher with Catching Deers, and I think the Where to Hunt podcast is all right. Well, this is different. Yeah, it is. This is cool. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is June 22nd, and uh, we're hanging out with some people in studio. Yeah, we have people. Fuck COVID. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, man, this is fun. Uh, we're going to skip ads for today. I'll add them in post-production. Uh, I figured it'd be fun. You guys are here in Wisconsin. We're hanging out with the guys from Exodus Trail Camps today. So, Chad and Jake, welcome to the OKS Hunter podcast studio. Thanks for having us. That intro, crispy. It's fire. That's and a hospitality? Yeah. Can't beat it. Second to none. My wife didn't make us dinner, so. Uh, <laughs> you can give us one less star review tonight. Okay. We, we don't know anybody. Do yeah. 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 She's like, do I have to make dinner tonight? I was like, So we got pizza. That's what we're doing tonight. And we got bourbon, so we're talking trail cams and bourbon. Right? Very well, cool. We're talking trail cams and we're drinking bourbon. There you go. And beer. Very yes. good. So, uh, what brings you guys to Wisconsin? Well, a boatload, actually. We're here for the, well, I guess. Basically the week. Ba- yeah, I mean, we're in and out, I guess, eastern Minnesota-ish. Um, but we're here on a content trip. So, 
We're out doing some stuff for YouTube, doing stuff for our podcast, and it's nice being in someone else's studio where you guys are directing the show and we're just here relaxing, and, you know, answering questions, going with the flow versus directing the flow. So it's a much needed break after day one. Oh my God, day um, one. Yeah, we're like, where are you guys staying? I don't know. We don't know yet. <laughs> There's a hotel down the road. It's pretty great. Yeah. In your basement. <laughs> I kind of forgot we have three more days of this. Cause, yeah. I mean, you start fresh in the morning, podcast of that. I think it's probably a little worse. And the one after that's a little bit worse. Just because it's like, that's why I don't have so the much power. Because there's, there's like, look, this is the bar is real low here. Okay, guys, like, we do not expect much of any of us. Zero here. expectations. I mean, whatsoever. certainly not ourselves. That's for sure. Yeah. So you guys run Exodus Trail Cams. You got the Whitetail Cribs. What is there anything else that I'm missing? Because those are two pretty big podcasts. Yeah, you yeah. just launched that. Yeah, it's launched a new podcast, and we have Trocam Radio as well. So that's we, right. You have your own freaking podcast, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. So we have a lot, a lot of things going on. We have a great team. Uh, we brought along Cameron and Lucas here. Um, so. The men behind the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone watching live, you can't see them, but they're here. It's really creepy, actually. They're just watching us. <laughs> Cam's just chilling in your chair over there. Drinking your very comfortable chair. And this one, it, you know, the animal's kind of ruined a little bit, but we keep it because it looks stupid. So nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, so Lucas over there. Can't forget Lucas. You guys have been, went, so Greg just talked about his 2017 version here. That he's got the, the trail cam. How, when did you guys start at Exodus? Like, um, we started back in. I guess we launched the company in 2015. Okay. Uh, launched, yeah, 2015, and I want to say it was May when we launched the initial flagship model. We launched with one product, really. So we launched D2C 2015. Um, really trying to find our way, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we started with the. We were ambitious and had some inspiration and just wanted to conquer the world. But after a couple of years of the, uh, I don't know, um, keeping our feet on the ground, heads in the cloud, kind of getting punched in the face a couple of times, I think, you know, the reality kind of sets in and you find your way um, through that process. And the last four years have been just remarkable with, uh, you know, the team that we built, um, you know, this company structure has kind of changed along the way but um it's been a really really exciting process exciting venture and um i mean every year we just evolve a little bit we've talked a couple of times throughout the years and you know your no bullshit warranty stands out to me in a major way right yeah so i don't know that was part of the initial ambition that hit the market was that yeah i mean i think um there was a a need for I think whenever you a new company comes to comes to market with something, I think there's a couple different angles. One, you could just be, um, you know, looking to start a company because it's maybe a passion, and that that was part of it. But I think the companies that stick around and have something worth um, talking about, worth buying, the companies that change what that product category looks like are the companies that try to solve problems. I mean, I think that's that's the stuff that sticks. Like when you're trying to engineer stuff that solve problems and the things that we saw were longevity issues, like the obsolescence mindset behind the the product design in our category, and then like the customer service stuff. And the customer service stuff is really easy, right? Like it's effort, and that's all that it but boils down to. You see, it's easy, but it's not. Like I kind of I do tech support for a company for a manufacturer, uh-huh. and I am surprised at how many of the bigger companies they really drop the ball on the tech support. They don't have a live person answering the phone. And that's kind of tough to do, but that's something the company I work for, that's what we pride ourselves on. And that's never going away. Right. 
but answering the phone and then helping them troubleshooting. And even in some cases, I got to help them troubleshoot product that's not ours because oh, yeah. we can't get a hold of the competitor. Mm-hmm. They won't answer. That's or, one way to win a customer. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it certainly is. And we have, we've won tons of customers. I don't know how many guys have talked through competitive products. You know, yeah, this is how you should fight, but this is how, how many times work. have you called into their customer service? I feel like you were when I, calling quite when, a bit for a while there. When I, <laughs> no, because no, it was always one of those things. Where, calling to compliment? No, never to call a compliment. No one ever does do that. That happened nope. once when I was in tech support for US Cellular when I was like in I college. do get it on occasion. I was like, now, but can I like help you? They're like, no, I'm just going to say thanks. It's like, you're the only caller out of the thousands of calls <laughs> yeah. I've taken. It's usually someone griping and bitching because something's broke or it doesn't work. But I do get it. I get it once in a while. Hey, I'm just calling to say thanks for answering the phone and you know, love love all the information you're pumping out. Just like we get messages right. through social. Yeah. I mean, I'm always blowing you guys up. You know, appreciate what you do. Mm-hmm. It's it's very helpful, um, and it's it, it kind of makes you feel a lot better about what you're doing. When yeah, you're it doing does. It. Yeah, yeah, it makes you. Yep. Okay. I I came to work today. I got a compliment, and it just made my day go a hell of a lot better. I'll get three or four not so good calls, and people not so happy. But that one call made the day just go that much better. All right, well, I'm doing my job. It's one of those things where it's very easy to be a fish floating down the river and just kind of do what everybody else is doing because that's what everyone expects. Right. But it's also pretty damn easy to be, you know, a lot better. Because answer the phone, answer emails. Yeah, <laughs> it's just pretty low. That's what I say. I always, you know, when we talk about this stuff, I always say it's it's just effort. I mean, that's all, that's all that it is. It's not anything else. And for whatever reason, a lot of other companies, they don't want to pay the staff to do it or, yeah, take the time to build the infrastructure around it. We're not some giant company. I mean, there's five of us in the office. We work our balls off. But, again, like, it's just effort. Yeah. And action, too. You, like, you have well, to take for sure. action, right? That's for the, sure. I think, the big thing. And, and you guys clearly put your money where your mouth is. And you take action. You're showing up every day. Yeah. I mean, the, the progression, too, just having known you guys for a little while here and seeing the new digs that you guys have and like how that's come to fruition. Like you're obviously taking the money and reinvesting it back into the business. Some people don't do that. Right. Some people just are like, Oh, put it in my pocket. It's right. like, well then you're not going to have a business that's going to go anywhere. It's going to stay stagnant here. Right. So, I mean, it's really easy to see that you guys have put it more into product development and research and staff and your team. And mm-hmm. it's exciting. I, I mean, on it the business is. side, I could go it is. on that all night long. <laughs> so you guys have to like stifle me a little bit. No, people no. Are like more concerned about the technology and what you guys are doing. Like, you know. When people ask, like, what's the most exciting thing about Exodus? And, like, they want the answer to be cameras, right? Like, they want it to be like, oh, we're working on this new XYZ camera. It's going to do this and it's going to do that. But oftentimes, majority of the time, the answer is we're excited about building the culture inside the company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I, I, we go back and look at, like, how the company shifted and changed over the last um, six years. Jake started as an intern in college and now he owns part of the company and how things have shifted and hiring Cameron and seeing him evolve. Like when he's Cameron started working for us, he had edited like one video. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. It was so good that you hired him after that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make it no, sound not the only one that wanted to stick around. He did pretty, one video. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, well, no, I think, I think that just tells a testament. The people that we bring in are there to take the initiative to learn. I mean, uh, Cameron was hungry. He wanted to come in and, He's edited every video that we've yeah. basically pumped out in the last two years. You, who, whose brainchild was Whitetail Cribs, by the way? That was mine. <sighs> okay. So you get to hold that flag. What happened was is we went to 
it happened at Scott Buckley's house in Iowa specifically. We walked in and we were going to record a podcast. And then he went through and we listened to like an hour worth of stories. And he's like walking down every single one. And then eventually we're like, we're traveling for these podcasts. We should just record them telling the stories. So then that's where it birthed. And then it's kind yeah, of so evolved. Two birds in one stone. I'm already here. We're doing the podcast. Exactly. So let's get this other thing too that can have some legs. Exactly. And it that makes it way less really of a pain well. in the ass logistically than I would have anticipated because, hey, we're going to come to your house. and film. Like my wife was like going nuts. She's like, are they going to do filming here? I was like, I don't think so, but you might want to clean. <laughs> I don't really know. She's like, she's losing her mind. So I got to imagine any house you've been to, there's probably some wife that's going like, oh yeah, you're going to show our bedroom, <laughs> you know, or whatever <laughs> it is. Like, Yeah, there we've have been in some places, uh, you know, it's their home. It's their tour. Like the episode's about them. It's yeah. not about us. So yeah. like if it's off limits, they don't want to talk about something like yep. whatever. But going back to YouTube stuff, like a lot of the you know, back in 2017, I think probably our strategic week, you know, Jake and I are thinking like, all right, well, we need to put some focus into YouTube. Like we saw things changing yeah, on different social platforms. Something like even absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. But making that investment and then bringing Cameron in a lot of the like, the new hunter profile stuff that we're doing, um, the gear gadget, like a lot of that stuff has stemmed from from his idea. So it's, I mean, looking at what we have there, um, you know, he's, res- you're he's responsible for. Says you're becoming your own media company. Well, I think in to some it, degree, right? yeah, in this yeah. day and age, when you look at the really successful brands, even outside of hunting, like they have their own branded content, and you know, there are the return on ad spend is a, uh, it seems to be, you know, a lot more it does get the excitement going though like you said it's more than just a trail cam then it's an it's an ethos it's a oh for sure sure it's like for sure you're excited so then it's like we get the we were out putting trail cams out last summer and i'm getting like the real cool shots of greg doing one of these you know but he's only one stick high does he need the stick probably not (laughs) he's you're taller than i expected too (laughs) we always talk about that like either people are way taller or way shorter (laughs) usually nothing like a short fat kid. <laughs> Does he like donuts? We know you like donuts, don't we all? We tried to mess around with some video stuff. We're just a bunch of goofs, like chasing shiny objects. We just have the fun, time. man. Yeah. It, that's what it's about. Having fun and getting to know people. Yeah. It's great. It's yeah. Fun. Well, uh, all right. So, I mean, is there, I mentioned before we hit the record button, like I have practically zero interest in a traditional trail cam. So I'm pretty happy that I have none. And that this technology has come so far now that that's what I can just step into. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I The theft aspect freaks me out as a public land hunter. So that's kind of kept me away because I don't want to waste money and throw it away. I've heard so many horror stories of people losing. I lost one. It was one of theirs. Yep. And they're like, yeah, half off a new one. I'm like, that's pretty freaking sweet because I've had no problems with any of the cheap, crappy ones that have been happy to get stolen. And the one good one that I had at the time was a lift too. And disappeared what's with the theft though i don't i don't like who the mind of the thief with the trail cam like what are they is it a defensive thing are they well one like i can't so i just this can't one, i would never I, steal I know one. I why this it. one got jacked it was on private property that bordered public mm-hmm. somebody went in there looking for sheds oh they didn't want to leave a trace of who they were so when there was snow on the ground they left footprints by the time i got back the snow had gone because i went to florida and came back so they looked up right where I had deer on camera and it's some of the footage I've sent you guys and oh, there it is on a T post. I mean, I had no security on it whatsoever. Other than well, you thought you were on private land. You were, you yeah, I should be fine. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the case. Somebody saw it. Oh shit. We're busted. Well, we're going to grab it. T post and all gone. Talk to the landowner. He's like, it was there last week. I'm like, 
it's not there anymore. <laughs> oh man, I'm so sorry. What do you do? I left it there. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I think, um, you know, dealing with customers over the last six years, that scenario I think is more often than the driver, than someone just ripping a cam out of a on, on public land. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of those things where guys are mushroom hunting, guys are shed hunting. You know, they're somewhere they're not supposed to. They get their picture taken, and they're like, "Oh shit!" You know, let me just that jack makes this some thing. sense. I, I mean, I could, but I just wouldn't. I would just, <laughs> I would probably wave and be like, "Sorry." Yeah, try to figure out who I am. Yeah, like, like, right? Here's my, I don't know, write a piece of paper and call yeah, me. I'm sorry. Three hundred forty million people. Yeah. That's not how that always. But happens. it doesn't happen as much as no. um, what people think too. Because I, I remember in 2015, like when we launched with that policy as part of our you know warranty or um, unique selling proposition whatever you want to call it people are like oh my god like you guys are gonna go out of business everyone that buys a camera is gonna say that their, their camera was stolen was, well no here, here we are six years because there's gonna be some bad eggs well there and there have been but yeah. the thing i mean we have a system behind it we track serial numbers and do different things with different people's accounts and you can pretty quickly identify if somebody's you know trying to scam the yeah system or whatever. yeah you gotta be a certain type of human to be good. Those are the same guys that are stealing trail cams. Like, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, the fucker that stole the trail cam. He's like, someone stole my trail cam. Well, and I even yeah. reached out and I just said, hey, if that one got jacked, he's like, you got the serial number? I'm like, no, I didn't write that down. <laughs> and then he, it, uh, you messaged me like two weeks later, hey, we had one like in your area. What was the serial number? I'm like, I don't know because I didn't write it down and I didn't do the. I wasn't. I'm surprised. You're usually. I know, but I, it was <laughs> like, what are the chances I'm gonna need to use this warrant? Yeah. Well, one out of four. I own four cameras and one yeah. happened to walk. Mm-hmm. But that was on, on me. I didn't secure it. You know, I, I had it in a wide open on a T post. Sure. Looking at a field. Anybody could see it. You know, you could have picked it off with a pair of binos if you knew what you were looking for. Who runs the most cams? Do you guys know? You, Greg, you have four, you said? No, Josh I Poppa, have a total. Does he have the most cams? Josh runs a, a good amount. He, he runs he, a ton. Fucking fleet. He's, I'd he's, love to have like five, six more, honestly. Josh is probably in the 50, 40 to 50 40, realm. That's a lot. Yeah. There's and a, there's, I don't know. We talk, naturally, we talk to a lot of people. Yeah. 40, 50, 60. Yeah. Wow. Sure. Yeah. Wow. So private land's got to be a big deal, though, then, too, right? If you're trying to pattern a buck or something like Doesn't that. Or what I'd say more so is usually people on public. Yeah. yeah. Just trying to cover Shot ground. Trying to find that yeah. unicorn buck. Reese runs a, yeah. a pile of cameras, too. Probably more than 60. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a yeah. lot of batteries. It is a lot of batteries. Cards. In yeah. time. Cards, batteries. Yeah. yeah. The battery tech hasn't changed much over the course of Lithium. Tesla's the only way to doing go some stuff. So maybe there's something there is the battery that that'll there is some stuff the next 20 years, but there is some stuff um happening in that space, but it's like you have to look at what consumers are willing to accept. And yeah. I think we're a long ways away from anybody kind of mo- moving from double A's. Yeah. In, in all reality. And you recommend the lithium ion double A's? Yeah. Lithium yeah. The lithium. There's really two companies that make lithiums energizer. There's a new company that we just ordered batteries from that. I want to do some testing on. Um, try to start with the beat. Cameron, what's they, a, how long will they last typically? That depends on how you get your camera set up. Like yeah. I'll run a what's the best shot. way to optimize it? I would say where you get the best of both worlds. Um, one such your time, time of use. So like mine right now, Depending on where it's at, but the one on the field edge, looking to scrape is, I think I got that thing set to go off, start, start taking pictures at like 7.45, 8 o'clock and 
magically I'm right on the money with it right now. That'll change as the month progresses. This reminds me of like a but, pay-per-click ad, ad, But then ad it goes, I only let it go until like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning because by then the sun's up pretty high and people are, are doing what they do. And that one area, there's a fair amount of people activity and the deer are gone anyway. So you're using the operating hours oh, yes. in that capacity. Yeah. Yep. And, then, and then I'm also like my video clip. I, I, I love running mine in hybrid. I want to know which direction those deer are going. Mm. Don't go in and coming from. So they'll get two stills. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. Depends on how much the deer are moving around. And then a 20 second video or a 30 second video, I play around with that. Mm-hmm. So you can even look like the quality you, that you have is like really crisp. Can you and I'm only up running those settings too? Or? I'm only I'm only running on eight, eight megapixel. If you if you can watch the card storage change in that camera by changing the megapixel. How big of a uh, card can you toss in there? 32 gig. Up to 32? Up to 32. Okay. I run a 16. Unless I'm going to hide one way back in the swamp and not touch it, then when one gets a 32, it gets a padlock, and it's up yeah. there elevated, and it gets all sorts of random stuff. So between batteries and cams and cards, you're spending some money on this game. Oh, for yeah, sure. Easily, yeah. yeah. Easily. Yeah. Extra 22 bucks. Yeah. Like bare minimum. Yeah. Just talk to Byron. He's got it all figured out with a spreadsheet and everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he has a, a pretty intuitive he's, he's video good. on that. Yeah, him and I talk all the time. Uh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, did you catch that? Yeah, I caught that. Well, what do you think it costs? Because him and I had this conversation a year ago already. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is what batteries cost. This is what a card costs. Wow, we got to figure out how much all this stuff costs us to run. So then he did it, and then he was on your guys' Then you throw in the cell, yeah. the cell plan. So how does that – so that's different. That's different. Because totally you're different. dealing with cloud storage rather than mm-hmm. SD cards. Right. Where's the, what's the economics of that? Like, is there a break even there with some of that stuff? Well, I never looked at it from a um, cost analysis perspective. Yep. Um, I know what my time is yes, worth and how right damn busy I am and oh, the amount right, of fuel. Right. Like, yes. it's yeah. a no-brainer for me just because how busy I am. You know, you know it, there's guys that are going to dissect it. Oh, yeah, there right? is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's guys that are saying, I don't want to pay the extra $10 a month to have, you know, photos sent to my phone. I'd rather just go drive and, and check. And that's, sure, that's yeah, fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like, unless your hunting property is five hours away. Then, well. Then it kind of fights bag, but yeah. you do it because you have to. Right. So there's, um, you know, it, it just depends on the individual and how they live their life and, you know, where they see the value. Sure. Yeah. Time is worth something. So what is what are some of the do you guys know the, the plans that you have for that yeah, or who you're partnered with? Yeah. So uh, we partnered with a company called Scout Tech. Uh, okay. It's a father and son team. They developed uh, the application from scratch. It's not a crappy white label mobile app because I mean that's the biggest thing too. If you buy the render, what you're interacting with most is the app. Yep. Uh, so we partnered with a company that and that's got to hit out of that has to feel like a really solid experience for that. Oh too. yeah. Like yeah. kind of reciprocate. If you go creep around the app store and read like some of the competitors' apps, they get crucified um, just because the apps feel like an afterthought. Um, and so we work with Scout Tech. They solely focus on that. That's what they do. We do physical products. So it was a really good partnership. So I'm going to pull up the, the data. Is there any uh, smart stuff baked into that where there's AI pattern a deer or recognize a deer or anything like that? Um, so we've been inputting data in machine learning for the last... I'm going to say 14 months, maybe 16 months. Yeah, so there's nothing like, available to the public right now. You got to build that, that database. Yeah. Bit yeah. Like yeah. The more information you, I mean, you know, you know, the routine, the more information you run through it, the, the, the 
faster it learns, the more accurate that it gets. But that's, um, yeah, we've been running data through that for the last 14, 16 months. That's exciting. So that's something that could be lit up at some point in the future. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm an Exodus customer. Like, those are things that I can look forward to. And again, we go sure. back to, like, reinvesting money in the business. Right. You're not just sitting here, sitting on your hands going, know. we've made it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We're never going to make it. We always got to keep innovating, right? Like that, That's it, yeah. If you're at the top of the mountain, deploy the parachute because you're <laughs> falling off. Just, we were just talking to, oh yeah, we were talking to Andy May uh, yeah. last week and we were talking, I was comparing it to, okay, so whatever, when I was in the college, I played Call of Duty and we drank all day and it was awesome. Like, <laughs> my life is very different these you days, guys. Um, but you would like get to the, the end of like the level or not level, but like you would level up. I don't know. Let's just say you have to go from zero to hundred points. You get to hundred points and you can just stay there and you have all the guns, all the accessories, all the camo, all the stuff. But if you wanted to really level up, you have to start back at zero again and do it again. And then yeah, the prestige. Yeah, prestige. <laughs> thank you. Like, right. I don't remember the hell it's called. They're talking Greek yeah. to me. I don't know. You prestige. Duck but, so it's a pain in the ass. You oh. like go back Duck to Nintendo. Duck. Duck oh, yeah. But that's that's how this stuff works. You gotta, you yeah. gotta keep like learning from. Does anybody else want some Duck? I'm going up here. Greg, you could get me a beer, but you didn't say. Well, just pour more of this stuff. I would have gladly, but yeah. You guys like that? Is it all right? Yeah, it was good. So you're yeah. having the so on the bottle, uh, it's batch two. So we had batch one. Batch one wasn't as good as batch two because this aged longer in better barrels. Mm. So you're getting a better experience with the batch two than you would have. So is that a local distillery? They're out of Wisconsin. Okay. Two brothers. One's in New York and one's here. It's, they're growing quite a bit now. They they've hit some sort of like plateau where they got pallets going out to different states now and different liquor stores. They're, it's just flying off the shelf. They can't keep it in stock. Very cool. Which is, I mean, whatever. It's got a freaking giant buck on the bottle. So like, hello. Drop time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone that's gonna go to deer camp is gonna be like, yeah, at least try it. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know about. I told Greg to try a uh, bourbon old fashioned. We brandy old fashioned is our big thing here in Wisconsin. I don't know if you guys know that or not. Yeah. No. I know what it is. It's a big, it's a big deal. Come like you know, fall, guy. winter. It's like a seasonal thing. Um, Fry Friday. Yeah, yeah. During, the supper clubs have Lent. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I tried a bourbon old fashioned, and it was like really good. I actually preferred because brandy is really sweet. Too so sweet. the bourbon was a good way. So what is the, what's in it? So it's brandy. Um, then you do bitters, and then uh, like a white soda, like a Seven Up or a okay. Sprite or something, and then you do uh, maraschino cherry, and I think put a little bit. All right. so, uh, yeah, and there's maybe some here. sugar, maybe a sugar cube. There's a way to make it like yeah. a real legitimate way if you're into it. And someone's going to freaking <laughs> torch me for getting it wrong. But you do a bourbon is wrong right good. here. There we go. The, uh, yeah, the High Life Light. Where'd you pick that up? Thirteen forty nine for a 30 rack. Nice. I can, my gut can't handle bush light, so that's what I drink. I mean, bush light. Give it a try. I, no, I like High Life Light. It's good. We got the dog barking just ridiculous around here. Good thing I know that puppy yet. By the way, everybody, I'm getting a puppy in addition to having a new baby. So the, the When's the baby doing? Oh, and we bought a minivan last, last week. All around. So <laughs> the chaos. And they gave him a box of crayons with it. Did <laughs> so you eat the crayons yet? I mean, this is totally off topic, right? But <laughs> we, we test drove a bunch of minivans for the whole last week. And last week was just minivan week. And we were looking for like, you know, six months. We finally decided, okay, let's go get behind the wheel some of these things. We go to this one dealership and they were just no lube right up the rear end, you know, just not great. But our son, not great. We, we, we <laughs> forgot the diaper bag. Our son pooped his diaper, and so my wife, I was like, I just had gone on a test drive. We got back. She's like, he's full of poop. <laughs> we don't have the diaper bag. I'm like, well, here's, here's the keys. Why don't you take the minivan and go buy some diapers? This is a real test drive. 
And so it was like the most minivan test drive you could get, right? <laughs> it was like a, a NASCAR pit stop, wasn't For, it? Yeah. Fall <laughs> ass all the way there, get it done, get back, change the tires. It was, uh, it was a hell of a week. So now we got a new uh, Kia Sedona. So Crans. Yeah, did you, you try the crans? What color crayon did you eat first? Purple. Okay. Purple? It tastes like purple. I don't know. We got a lot of sidewalks. Do you think it's weird? Like, so this is really off topic. Oh, We're going down wormholes go. now. Let's but like the it. purple crayon, did it taste like purple? You ever like, <laughs> so you eat watermelon or strawberry or grape. Like, taste like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like you, you eat something that's like artificially flavored, like a grape sucker. Yeah. It doesn't really taste like not grapes. If you eat a grape and then eat a grape sucker. It's not, not like the same. Where did that come from? I don't know. But I don't know. Like, so uh, when I was in, it up. when I was in college, we had I took a couple like philosophy courses, and the, the professor's like, oh, I, you know, you know, when you think of subjectivity, like, tell me how a rose smells, and everyone's like, eh, it smells like a rose. Yeah, rose smells like a rose. You can't tell me because it's different to everybody. But you know, maybe everyone smells it a little yeah. bit different. You have no idea. Yeah. So she was saying like grape suck. I think that's different because it, the grape doesn't taste like grape. Snozberries <laughs> don't taste like snozberries. You don't know. You don't know. You've never had a snozberry. But that's a good point. I mean, I guess if you took a, took a grape, maybe it should taste like wine. That would be great because grapes <laughs> make wine, right? Why don't they make the medicine taste like just wine? I guess oh, that is medicine. Because everybody would want to take medicine then. <laughs> Can I get the adult vitamin version, please? Although, uh, uh, sir, that's just wine. It's an aisle six. Oh, man. Never drink game. wine on the podcast. We should do that sometime. Would that be weird? I better, I better shoot some mallards first and cover them in bacon and cream cheese and jalapeno. If it's just you two drinking wine on the podcast, it'd be a little weird. It would be strange. <laughs> then we should do it. Then you're, <laughs> you're going to have candles and shit lit over here. There's no rose petals. Our wives are like, I was gonna feel your other weird. wife is calling. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. Talk too much. Are you guys pretty, like, you guys talk like to each other every day on deer hunting season about every little like wind yes. shift and all that stuff and the temperature and the cold fronts. Well, yeah, you're two different right. states. You're yeah. Yeah. you're in Ohio. But it's mostly through business hours for the most part. Sure. So I mean, it's allowed. I I've I've um <laughs> I've kind of taken a step back. I got two small kids at home and like just starting the business and the crazy amount of work that went in like and working two jobs for part of it. Now, when I go home from like dinner time till the kids go to bed, like I just don't answer my phone. I'll yeah, be honest. Like it's just like we went through that thing, and my wife taking care of the kids and like going through that for a couple of years. I don't want to be that. I don't, you know, I don't want to be that husband. I don't want to be that father. Yeah, like, no. so I just when I go home, my the phone goes on mute or goes away for it's three freaking hours, right? right. It's three hours. Like business is gonna go up in flames when I look right. Hopefully. Right. Yeah. yeah. If it's, if, yeah, three hours is going to make you or break you, like you messed up somewhere along the way. That's a good point. So, prioritizing family is very, it's a big deal. You have to do it. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to sacrifice that. I mean, you've worked hard to get your business where it's at and you don't want to lose that or, or jeopardize it. But at the same, family's got to come first. Yeah. We've talked about this with deer hunters in general. Like, yeah, there's uh, people that have talked about the regret they have. We, Andy May, well, we did the Father's Day one last yeah. week with the bull hunting dead. Like, you know, said the same. even said the same thing. Yeah. Everybody's been through, like, guys that are really good at deer hunting, it's, there's been a sacrifice somewhere. Yeah. And there's probably some remorse or regret someplace, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. You, you can't have one thing without sacrifice or trading sure. something else. There's only so much room in a day. Right. And as much as we all want to say, I. Well, by the way, though, you do stay up late as shit and get up early as shit. Yeah. Most of the time. I can do one or the other, and sometimes I can squeeze in the middle, but it's usually 
they've been finding more success for me at like late late nights. And then the early morning comes, I'm like, nope, not happening today. <laughs> Everybody, the first thing, like even Dan today, is like, man, you look tired, Chad. <laughs> like, no, Dan, that's just the way I look. <laughs> that's I Thanks for the compliment. Yeah. Always tired. <laughs> always tired. It's like the Hulk. I'm always tired. I'm always angry, whatever he says. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So what's, uh, what's on the dock? What's on the horizon? Any, anything new and exciting that you're willing and able to share on the show? Or um, We can share Bubble Fest. I mean, it's, it's going to be that time. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm pretty excited. I th- crops are creeping up. Yep. Beans. And I'm seeing a lot more deer. And I'm, I mean, I'm getting pretty excited, to be honest. Are you guys doing anything uh, in particular to promote that or run some sort of campaign or what? Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll run a campaign. We'll have all the details. <laughs> Head to website, <laughs> sign up for the email newsletter. Uh, but but all joking aside, we uh, that campaign's kind of evolved from the past. Before we had it stretched out way too long. So what we've done, we've narrowed it down. Every single order on the website, you buy a camera, you get a scratch off card. Really? Yeah, and each scratch off card has a different prize amount off your next purchase. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, and then we're also doing something where if you get like speaking of Willy Wonka, if you get one of the uh, cameras that are have, so we were launching a Velofest logo. And so we're going to etch that onto a couple cameras. If you get one of those, you get a giant Exodus gift card. So it's kind of like the golden, golden ticket, ticket effect. Yep. And also you get a super limited camera that you can use or put on your desk or whatever. Because I think that's one of the coolest things about our cameras is the aluminum backing. And it has our logo engraved on the back. Yep. Um, so we're kind of using that. There, maybe. Yeah, we're kind of using that as a billboard to put the Velpa Fest logo on there. But it, I don't know. It's beyond obviously we run a sale in conjunction with it but that's really the last thing about that campaign it's literally just getting people excited get your cameras out people are already excited it's just yeah. like you're just putting some gas on the fire Heck at this yeah. point like these guys are all hopped up let's just give them some more yeah fuel for the fire because yeah. i'm already getting my what we were doing the other day i was driving and my wife's like you looking for deer? Like, well first of all i'm always looking for deer right but she's like are you already getting obsessed is it happening earlier this year I'm like, no, no, we're okay. We're okay. And I'm like, shit, is she right? Like, maybe. <laughs> it's getting pretty bad, you guys. Like, the, over the last three years, I would say my um, seriousness towards deer hunting and how I'm approaching everything is getting, uh-huh. it's getting worse or better, however you want to. Depends who you ask. Yeah. Specify yeah. It. yeah. It's a problem. I have my dad to thank for that. <laughs> he's the worst driver in the world. I know he's going to hear this episode. But he like will start going off the road like that. Like, Fuck! Like, no, and now I'm doing Rebel, it. Bitch, like, grass. Yeah, no, it's me. But he's not really had any accidents. I mean, he yeah. usually figures it out when the rumble strips hit. You know, that's what that's what they're there for. That's pretty funny, actually. We, we uh, this is going back like I don't know, probably twenty years. But we used to rodeo with a guy that we would. I never really traveled with him a bunch, but. You know, you go to enough events or go to enough different places. You're, it's the same guys, kind of in and out. Yeah. And there was a guy that would always haul by himself, and he would sleep white, go to the car and cruise control. What? It, oh yeah. I mean, I'm not not like super long stretches, but he'd throw it on cruise. How long? Straddle the rumble strips and just. Holy shit! 
I'm like, dude, like, like what's wrong with you? Yeah, I was just gonna say like, this is pre-Tesla. Yeah, like yeah, this is. By the way, this is 20 years ago. I'm so all I'm about in my 25. Like, give me the cars that are gonna self-drive the whole way. On Thomas, yeah. Like, yeah, I want to get in the car, go to bed, and wake up somewhere. Like, I'm good with that. The, the yeah. 5K, the 5G and AK technology, like, yeah. bring it on, man. Those cars are going to see what I'm ever going to see. Yeah. So, and they're talking to each other. They know what they're doing. It'll be great. I'm embracing it. Everyone's going to be like, no, no, no. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> bring it on. It's going to happen anyway. It's okay. Yeah. Progress, as uh, Walt Disney said all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there's like um, the tinfoil hat crowd, and then there's people that look at technology and think, like, how much more efficient you're going to be with your time like imagine yeah, yeah. the amount of work like if you could well, sit in a too. car sleep right like let's just talk yeah. about sleep yeah <laughs> <laughs> i got another newborn coming like sleep is not on my horizon at all I'm just facts like, facts yeah, yeah. you're right if you could just get in there and, and get a whole bunch of work done like like even just my commute to the office that's an hour a day that's oh. up. So it's audible books or it's podcasts yeah. so like at least it's something, something. how do you do the audio the they audible talk, books I, I'm, I'm telling you well i still have my kindle and I have Audible, and they have uh, a feature called the Whisper feature or something. So they sync to each other. So okay. like where I leave off on one, it picks up on the other. That's kind of so at night, I'll read. But in the morning, on the commute or whatever, in the shower or whatever I'm doing, I'll, I'll uh, jam it that way. But I have to listen to it at like 1.5 or 2x. Because if it's so slow, I start like my spine starts to itch, and I can't do it. Like I'm like, Man. you need to talk faster. Like I need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine just starts to wonder. And then for really good books, when it starts to give me stuff that I'm like, getting like real jacked up about i'll just listen to that book like three times really because then i'm like then i'll start to absorb it man i try the audiobooks and like i just can't get bought in like no. i just started the, 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 the mark manson I'm, I'm gonna try it tomorrow morning it's like when i i tried it this morning i, tried I was running, running with an audiobook for the first That's, time ever yesterday i was like oh this is life-changing i thought it was terrible i got so sick i'm sick of the same music it's like i'm not some uh, punk kid that music can fire me that up that much anymore see i'm like Mind muscle, like deep thought. You hear like David Goggins, this is—he's like nothing. Like, you well, know, he's yeah, he's not he's human. He's like, I don't he's listen not, to music. I, who, I don't know. I won't have music when I'm on like a you know fifty mile yeah, run. Yeah, so He's a psycho, but for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like that motherfucker's listening to music. Like, what do I need music? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that thought's played through my mind plenty of times. Goggins doesn't need it. What do I need it? He's a beast. Are they campaigns? Like, are they? They've done some stuff. Uh, They've been together. They've done some workouts together. You know, I think David set up a bow. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm running, I'll just stop running and walk. Uncontrollably, it feels like I'm like, am I being a little bitch right now or what? <laughs> no more stomps. But when there's no one running with me, I do that. But if I'm like confused with someone, I'll puke. I won't stop. And, and like, the other way. it's a different problem. I like won't. Yeah, yeah. So if I don't have the competitive drive, then it's just kind of like, man, whatever. It's just myself. I hate running. It's terrible. Are you been, what have you been doing, Craig? You were doing the Beast Mode stuff for half a minute there. Yeah. The, the, the schedule got changed. I couldn't make it, but that was pretty intense. Hit workout real hard. You do some stuff in your basement right now. Like I see yeah. you throwing bags around or something. It's it's tough. I don't know. I don't have the ambition. It sucks. I got more ambition to shoot my bow, go set trail cameras, go play yeah. in the garden, go fish. I got more ambition to do that than I do to grab a whole set of weights mm-hmm. or run. I I got a nice bike at home. I should get out. I got a trail. I got a trail right down the street from me. I could go hit that and ride. I watched a lot of people walk down that trail last season. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> no joke. I was like, they have no idea I'm here right now. Uh-huh. Isn't that kind of cool? That yeah, happens? Yeah, it's cool. It's oh, yeah. creepy, but it's like, I was like listening to some conversation like, what the 
fuck are they talking about? <laughs> or the biggest kick in the balls was the guy singing Elmo with his kid. That was a weird one. That was, and it was like four thirty in the morning, and it was pitch black. If it's just a parent at four thirty in the morning with your kids, something's going. Yeah, that's crazy. weird. But yeah. it was really weird. It was like, and he's screaming Elmo. I'm like, do I gotta get down from this tree and go kick this guy's ass, or what? What's going on? And then he disappears. I hear the click, clop, click, clop, click, clop through the gravel, and then he's gone. Sounds and I hear it so, so far. But then he also ran down that, that tunnel. Stuff, he ran down that tunnel and yelled Elmo at the top of his lungs. I'm like. There ain't no fucking deer here. They're gone. They're afraid of Elmo right now. <laughs> so he comes back, and I see he must have had like some glow and dark bracelet on. And I see him run. I'm like, God, this is weird. I didn't think people did this this early in the morning. Apparently. And he does it again, and he yells Elmo again at the top of his lungs. And he doesn't know we're here, so it's he has no clue. To... Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh man, we ain't seen shit this morning, and we didn't. I heard one deer like scurry off. Like after you went to your spot, mm-hmm. and that was it. Couldn't identify it. And then I had pheasants fighting below me. You know, yeah, that was cool. make the worst sounds. Yeah, they're uh, they're like a broken chicken or something. Like they're stupid. Or like a rooster that doesn't know how to roost. Yeah, it's it is an awkward sound. I never really heard of a wild pheasant until this spring. We were in Kansas turkey hunting, and I was like, "What the hell was that noise?" Oh, yes. Thank yeah, you. that's what it was. What's the weirdest thing you guys have gotten? Elbert Gauss. Elbert Gauss. Oh, is that what's happening? No, I'll you're good. <laughs> My bad. The yeah. weirdest, the weirdest thing that we've had on trail camera? Yeah. Well, we've seen Bigfoot roll come, oh, yeah. come across the. I just talked about that. We're going to find Bigfoot, and it's going to be on trail. It's going to be a truck towards a person. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a person. I mean, it, it rolled through the server. Dude, there's. You guys should do it was a series. A on, real picture. You guys should do a series on like the mythical. Like you should do like the what's the ghost sucker called the. Um, what the goat sucker in Arizona? The chupacabra. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The chupacabra, yeah. right? Okay. Then there's Bigfoot. There's the Wendigo, which is here native to like Holy Hill. It's like the Indian spirit. And there was like a dude from the DNR back when they used to pick deer carcasses up. That like he went on the radio. He didn't say his name because he was afraid of his reputation. It was on the news too. It was on the news. And he was face blurred out. He's like, oh, yeah. I put the deer in the back of the truck, got in the truck, and something got in the truck. The thing went down, and, the, and then they no ran joke, off with the deer I carcass. Just... Drove through that area and it's like fixed a bunch of furnaces, eight, right? Yeah, yeah, I fixed a bunch of furnaces in that area. And I get home and I'm like, "No, come on!" I, I got just I got there. a cousin that will turn white if he talks about it because him and his buddies were driving a couple deer crossroads, East of Bray Road, and then East of Bray Jefferson Road, area. the Michigan Dog Man. Like yeah. you guys could run a whole fucking series on like the weird shit that's out there. I'm just hey, well, let's give these companies trail cams, all these big <laughs> companies, right? I don't know. But there's a ton of them, and those are just ones that I can like think of. That means there's probably got to be a whole bunch more. Yeah, Mothman. Yeah. What's yeah. that? What's that one? Uh, the giant moth looks like a man. Like, there's a bridge, and uh, I don't know the whole backstory. Yeah. Um, I always the, called the ghost and the Mothman. I don't think he ever got the joke. I think it was in West Virginia, though. It was West Virginia, Kentucky. Somewhere in the Appalachians. Okay. Yeah, somewhere in Appalachian, Appalachians. The go- whole ghost thing, though, there's a there's a chunk of public um, up by the house um, in an old railroad town, old cattle town. Mm-hmm. And, like, supposedly it was part of the Underground Railroad, like, back in the day. And it's like history a History there? It's cool history. No, there is some history there, yeah. yeah. Like, there's um, – my granddad owns this. This is you know, really way off topic, but Perfect. my granddad owned uh, four or five acres kind of across town that supposedly, like, there was a stagecoach robbery – that had happened there in the, like the 1800s. Okay. With like a chest Seems full legit, of gold. Like probably, right? Yeah. Like, why not? Like, it's an old cow town, old railroad. Like, anyways. But on this specific piece of public, 
a couple of years ago, we had a, a, a buddy that was in there hunting and he was mobile, no safety harness. He's climbing up and he, we know the guy fairly well. Like he's not one of really fabricate stories, but people's minds do different things. But anyways, he fell. He's 18 feet up, fell, fell breaks his back. And, um, you know, the story, he said he, he didn't slip. He didn't fall. He said it felt like someone That's pushed creepy. him. Yeah. yeah. So one of the EMTs is an old, this is an older guy. Uh, and he's in a giant Oak on a field edge, like giant. I don't think. Yeah. I mean like yeah. super, you know, low parallel limbs, just like can't even wrap your arms around a tree, like 70 inches in diameter, you know, massive. And the EMT, like 12 years prior to this had come on a call on the same tree, same, Whoa. same thing, like the same exact story. That's creepy. And the story is, is like, that was a lynch tree. Like oh back God. in the. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you guys, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not chicken skin. Right like, I can't handle this stuff guys. And <laughs> that's uh, that, that's part of the grand river. Like that, that piece that we were just in. Um, See, he's even got it. Just tell him. Yeah, like yeah. well, my cousin. It's, I got it too, man. So, like my cousin tells a story. They were driving by Holy Hill, but the Beast of Bray Road situation. Deer crossroad. Something chases it. They freak out, peel off, and then they finally get their bearings. They're like coming up from the bar. They're like, "What the fuck did we just see chasing those deer on two feet?" And then they went back, and then like they couldn't nothing like couldn't find anything. But right. they're, like to this day, he's like, "I will never, ever, ever go down that road again." Well, and, the and that's the either Beast the of Bray Road. Road or the Wendago. I'm not sure which one. So Bray Road know. is out my area. Okay. Jefferson Marsh. And I know of a couple people that have, like, one guy I know of was an EMT out there. They were looking for somebody. And they had pulled over, or they pulled over to help somebody. I think it was a heart attack victim on the side of the highway. They pulled over because they had somebody called in on a cell phone. And they pull up, and they get the person figured out and, and things situated and all of a sudden they hear talking in the marsh and then they said something Andy said something to the guy to, to the voice and it, it laughed at him shined a flashlight never saw anybody in there it was the weirdest damn thing yeah it's creepy but then you know you hear stories of weird happenings people hearing voices or seeing things yep or the DNR guy but they can't the find purpose. a footprint yeah you're in the middle of a marsh where there's wet enough ground where you should be able to, you can see deer prints in it. You yep. can see coyotes. You can see a wolf. Sure. Bunnies, all that. Which, yeah. you, but if this is some sort of Sasquatch walking through the marsh, it's you making footprints. It's a, it's a weird thing, man. It is. It's, um, I don't know where I fall like on, on that on paranormal. On paranormal stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Either. It's, um, I know how powerful your mind is and like, it can mess with Yes. It like can. it's happened to me and I have to like take a step back and like, yep. okay, did that really happen? Uh, no, probably I always, not. Yeah, I always go, well, am I in any actual danger? You know, right. Right. Like maybe it's freaking me out, but nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Detach. I'm detach. scared of the bear that could be at a bait pile or something like that, you know, mulling away and some yeah. apples that I'm like going to freak out. Like that's the stuff that I'm like, I better be knocking an arrow, load a gun <laughs> or something. But the other stuff is just, it's fun to talk about though. You it know, is. You get some weird shit on trail crams and I know people have done the blurry photos with the sheet or whatever and it looks like a ghost yeah, yeah. That, that's like stuff that people will still see that on the internet and be like that's real yeah <laughs> i mean geez oh man with some of the editing software you could do some really crazy stuff oh, yeah. so the background i'll just tell the bigfoot story so we have a guy that works for us um jason handles like a lot of the 
uh, operations. Yeah. Um, he's like diehard Bigfoot believer. Yep. Like, okay. Well, thinks hey, it's a, a, a real thing. They'll find um, out next week on tomorrow's episode. Right? Yeah. Like Sasquatch has been in his backyard. Okay. Like believes up and down. Like it's a real thing. Well, he's not the most technical person, I guess you could say like with, with technology. So we take a picture from one of his cell cameras that he has in his backyard. Oh yes. We superimpose Bigfoot on one of his photos and then send it back to the server and he gets to his cell phone. And the better part of it is we're in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Awesome. We're in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. You're just like waiting. You're just like, we know it's coming. Like we know it's coming. Uh, (laughs) So he gets his picture and he's like, Oh my, you're not going to believe what the, he is freaking out, calling his wife, telling his wife to lock the doors. There's Bigfoot in his backyard. (laughs) And this goes on for like two, was it two weeks? It was a long time. It was it was days <laughs> because yeah. it was, was so long that you got sick of hearing about it. Apparently, yeah. Oh, okay. He was freaking out because like he was concerned about his wife and children at his house. So the next, yeah, you're right because the next day we get another picture. Like we're spying on his cameras, you know, looking at the server, checking. He's out there with his AR, like looking at the ground, like <laughs> AR just dropped to his back. Like what are you doing? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was he like, it, yeah. oh, for sure. Was, and then Cameron, I think Cameron's the one that broke the news. He's like, dude, they're messing with you. He was getting out of line. He was because he showed up and he's like, what? He said it like in the most monotone, like, you hear about the picture? So who, who, who did the Photoshop? <laughs> who did the good job with Photoshop? Then? Um, we were with, uh, Scout Tech was out with us. So it was, I think it might have been Wayne's idea. I think it was Wayne, yeah. Yeah. So those guys from Georgia are kind of, yeah, Kevin did the picture and. Wayne's over the server. So like you talk about like etching in the special logo on the physical trail cam. I feel like uh-huh. there could be some Easter egg things you could do with like pushing back out or something like, Hey, if you get this on your trail cam, like we've talked fine. about it. Yeah. Like, I then maybe that will freak some people like the tin hat guys yeah. out there. I'll call out Jeff Vance because we all know. <laughs> Where's tin hat? Well, yeah, we know Jeff has a tin that's hat. two layers okay. of tin foil for him, but we'll see him this weekend up at the HHA shoot. Anyways, so we'll have to get some more shit. But we There's a, We've talked about it. It's. I think that there's probably some privacy yeah. issues or maybe you do stuff an opt that, in or something like that. If you want, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what's the base base map? Does like the gear drop thing? Yeah, that's like a. It gets a lot of people centered right. around like guessing where the shit could be, and then they win right. if they're close or whatever. Right. That's a neat concept. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, that would be neat. Because you're already checking your trail cam like feverishly, so I'd just be like. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Did I just what? Oh shit! Oh my god! You know, yeah, that could be cool. There's no shortage of ideas. That's the thing. I no. think I mentioned no. you like, <laughs> who can be the human trail cam overnight? That's probably a terrible idea. Someone's gonna get mauled by a bear. Don't listen to everything Eric says. But I think my dad was a human trail cam one time. He got treated by a, a a sow bear who was with cubs, and so like, he's like, I'm not, I can't get down. I can't. So then as he called his buddies. I don't know how they called him because it was before cell phone time. I think they were still in walkie-talkie ranger. Yeah, yeah. It was a long time ago up in the Nicolay National Forest in Wisconsin. And uh, they were at the bar. They're like, well, we'll get to you when we get to you. We're drinking. We're already here at the bar. And he's like, what the fuck? So he just had to sit there for a while, as the story goes. And it was on Mail Route Road in, in Nicolay. So I know it's like by a uh, like an airstrip where like planes can land on some grassy strip. And as he's walking back, this is the tree I was in. That's where the bear was. You know, he tells me the story. But they, they finally came, and after they were at the bar for a while, they're yelling yeah, yeah, and shooting guns, and the bear finally ran off. But he was in there till dark, and he's just sitting there with these bears Chilling. below this tree stand. He couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. That's an awkward situation. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But 
YouTube and trail cams. I've seen some. I don't. The coolest thing. I feel like I've seen. I got a glimpse of a black bear once. I've seen possums, raccoons. I had a coyote almost like run over my legs last year in uh, gun hunting. Oh, that's oh. cool. But it it was. My wife's like, I can't believe you're that close to a coyote. I'm like, he was terrified of me. Oh yeah. I looked. I thought it was a deer coming, so I heard him before he knew I was there. So I was looking, ready to go, kind of like, oh, this could be a deer. I'm excited. And then I was like, it's a fucking coyote. He's right there. And he looked. He's like, oh, I'm out. You know. Yeah. So that was kind of neat to see hunting the ground. But yeah. in the in the Nicolay, I was always freaked out that a pack of wolves would come by or a bear or something like that. So I was always in the trees. Oh, wolves are a serious problem in northern, oh, northern yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, I used to hunt Burnett County, which is like right before Lake Superior and right on the edge of the Minnesota border. St. Croix Rivers run through there. Mm-hmm. Um, Mississippi's just on the southern edge of that. But yeah, I, I've had several encounters of wolves up there to the point where it's like you weren't seeing any deer. Right. So that's There's just so much reason. predation. Yeah. It, it, it was an area where the Jordan buck was shot. But granted, that was 1919, way back when, mm-hmm. when that deer was shot. 1914. 14. Oh, my God. Was you, we, we we just did a, we I was just, wrong. We just did a hunter profile. Oh, this, Greg's so. never wrong. <laughs> no, I'm I don't wrong. mean to, like, throw it on you. I'm just no, saying. It's all good. Let me I just believe everything he says. Anyway. Um, so, like, 20 minutes from where that deer was killed is where I used to hunt with my dad and, and – I call him my uncle. He's my buddy. He's my dad's best friend. Yeah. That's who I was named after. So that was my dad's mentor to deer hunt. And every time I, private hole here, every time that guy would come over as a kid, I listen to the same stories over and over and over from that guy because it was just always cool. Uncle Greg's here. I'm going to sit and listen to all the stories from him rolling his Ford truck down a ravine in Wyoming to, <laughs> while he was mule deer hunting. And then he comes home with a mule deer. Story for By the way, Levi's watching, so we talk right. about things rolling down hills. Have you guys heard about Karen the horse? Mm-hmm. All right, different story. Yeah. Anyway, but getting back to it, we're up by camp up in Burnett County, and my dad and I go out and hunt this piece of public, probably about twenty minutes from the from the campground. And my uncle and his son come out with, and we kind of divide up and sit in places. Well, I didn't see anything, but I heard a lot of dogs barking just as it was turning like prime time, like an hour before dark. And then the dogs shut up completely. And then the, the wolves key up. And when they howl and you everything know, else shuts up, the oh, everything shut shuts up, up. Yep, like, there, there's this. nothing happening. Yep. And they let out a howl and then the whole group just chimes in as a chorus. And you're sitting there going, well, it's closing time. We got to get down. And the truck's about a half hour walk that way. And I think I hear him over there. I think I'm walking back with a, a round in the chamber. I don't care if it's illegal or not. <laughs> yeah, you need to feel secure about that. So it's, 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 you hear what? It's a it's a pack animal. There's probably like 14 of them. Here. Yeah, I mean, judging by the sound, there's probably at least eight. And you're walking by yourself. They're probably not interested in a human. But yeah, you, you know, never know. You never know with be... with no experience with them. You just don't yeah. know. Yeah. But I've had a two in the same area where I walk into my stand. It snows. I walk out of my stand at about 10 o'clock to go grab lunch from the truck and there's fresh bear tracks, you know, heading the same direction, you know, or make a curve on a road. Crap. I forgot something. Turn around, head back to camp. There's five sets of wolf tracks crossing my tire tracks on the road because it's a back road. It's a we were talking road. about goosebumps earlier. Levi just, so he's out of Wyoming, by the mm-hmm. way, guys, and he runs a Pulling Feathers podcast. We said, talk about rising hair on your back of your neck. I hate that sound. So I'm assuming. Wolves, yeah, yeah, in Wyoming, you're gonna hear, 
Yeah, but I, I've had plenty of encounters of wolves up there, and none of them negative. My uncle had a, a real good one where him and his buddy were actually scouting, and my uncle's taller than me, real long-legged guy, and his buddy is a little fella, and they're they're scouting, and it's all tag all their swamps up there. It's all paper company land, and he turns around and marks way behind him, and he happens to catch a glimpse of something dark because it was snow covered, and here's a black wolf. And it kind of paralleled him and it peeled off. So he runs back and he goes, I just saw a wolf. Did you see the wolf? And Mark had no clue because Mark's short and can't see anything. So he, he goes over and picks up the track and he backtracks for several hundred yards. And here he picks up a second set. And he ended, happened to look to the right and here's a gray wolf. Well, the two of them had been parallel and oh, sure. a pair of them for who knows how long. So... I, mean, I know a, I know a weird amount about wolves. So when I was in like grade school, I was like I had some sort of obsession with wolves, and I like to this day I remember every single fact about them. <laughs> and my mine is I know that they're fur is hollow, that they can chew bone and they eat the marrow, they can run forty miles per hour. Like I know some wolves. <laughs> they have they're they're the only animal with an appendix, like their do call functions, like a fucking thumb, so they can actually grip their prey like a like a cat could. They're fucking scary animals, man. They're no joke, and they're large. So Levi asked, uh, I'm looking at getting a Wi-Fi capable camera. Can he, the called, guys... he actually messaged me about that. He's asking. Yeah. Yep, perfect. It, can the guys uh, break down how their cameras and certain prices work, or is that too in-depth? No, I think um, we can break it down real quick. One, we offer cellular cameras. So this is one of the things that can consumers get confused about or don't know the, the terminology, and they search Wi-Fi. Like sure. There's a difference between Wi-Fi and cellular. So we offer... And I think that's probably what he's referring to. Yeah, is okay. The cell- See, he, that's what he did. He asked me about Wi-Fi. I'm like, no, it's cellular. Right. So there's how to work. And go ahead. Yeah, you have cellular. There's different wireless um, technologies: Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, cellular. You want to look at cellular cameras, not Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Um, and basically, you buy the camera. You have to have a data plan and have that active through whatever carrier that you have. That you the, the location has service, and it doesn't matter what kind of phone you have. Um, most brand name cameras, the bigger players in the industry are server-based. Some you can, okay. uh, some you can, but you have to look at what service or what network provider that, uh, that offers coverage in your area where you want to, where you want to run that camera. So if you are in an area where you, you only have AT&T coverage, you better buy an AT&T certified camera. If you're in an area that only offers Verizon coverage, we need to buy a camera that has you guys agnostic with yours or uh, just Verizon predicate on the technology. Because like so, AT and T they rely on the the what is it the SIM card and the tower versus Verizon just relies on the tower, right? Well, no, there's a you have an IMEI, you have a CCID number, even with even with Verizon. Okay. So um, it's both. But as far as like the certification testing, um, Verizon when we came to market with uh, they're the biggest baddest out there. They hold all the you, there's the broadest. Yeah, like when you look at market saturation, they offer the the biggest chunk, I guess you could say. Um, but what do you, what you want to look for, Levi, is making sure that the whatever service you have in that area, you want to make sure the camera has that service. Don't worry about your phone provider as long as you're buying a, a camera from a major player because it's all server-based. It'll work with any connected device. doesn't matter if you have a Sprint phone, AT&T sure. phone. It's just like, Greg, if you send me a text, you could be on a Sprint phone in Wisconsin and I'm on the AT&T phone in Ohio. Like, I still get the pictures. I still get the text messages. Right. So it's the same kind of 
yep. same kind of concept. But so you buy the camera, make sure you have coverage. Well, you might not hunt where you live either, right? So like, right. We're talking about the Northwoods of Wisconsin. Like I'm certainly not living up there, but right. there might be a different cell coverage up there. Right. right yeah, absolutely. Um, so you got to get it activated um, and you pay data plans range from, I mean, we have plans that are two or $3 a month all the way to $120 a month. Yep. So the thing you need to look for is what your activation fee is per month. If there's a monthly contract, um, we don't have a monthly contract. Some companies do, some companies don't. But the bigger things that are kind of hidden that people don't realize are like the upsells on the app. So if you want, like certain companies have pre what they call premium features where you can control the camera remotely from the app, which we call OTA functions over the air functions. Um, and to have those features active on a camera, they're going to charge you three dollars a month. They're going to charge you an extra four dollars a month, that or an extra five dollars. It's a revenue opportunity for those companies, right? But it is, but it's like that's what the thing should do, anyways. That's like <laughs> you're buying a cell camera to manage it remotely. Like, yeah. why would you offer anything less? Oh my god, I love that you're talking about this because that's like doing the right thing is the right thing. Like, just yes, do it fucking right. Yeah, it goes back to you like changing things, like not being official on the river. Yeah, yeah, that, that you know, people saying you're gonna lose your ass. You're like, cool, I'll lose my ass, but I'm here for the long. Yeah, that's exactly it. So those are, you know, regardless of what brand camera you're looking at, look at those kind of hidden things and actually what you're getting from the mobile app. Because like we talked about earlier, the mobile app is the bigger consumer experience over the physical product. And so just, just while we're on the topic, like I'll let you, I'm going to, whoever wants to take it, but like, what are the things that separate you from the competitors or who are the competitors? Like if you're evaluating getting into this, why would I not go to SpyPoint or Tacticam or whoever? Like what's the, Biggest differences here, short of the ones you know that you can talk about, Jake. <laughs> Jake's like, wait, I'm kind of how many beers have you had, Jake? Yeah, <laughs> dang. Um, no, push <laughs> light. No, I mean, the biggest thing, obviously, there's there's a lot of things that go into any sort of uh, purchase decision in general. I mean, I think, uh, with what we mo- what it's kind of weird because what what I've seen from the first start of Exodus to now, <clears throat> it's the same customer evolution. So it's people that, um, camera started at X price. And then it was raced to the bottom. And then what happened was people would buy those crappy products. And they're like, I'm sick of this. Um, and then yeah, everyone's like, back. how can we make this cheaper? We'll yeah. stop that. Yeah. And then yeah. people would buy the cheap ones. Like, this sucks. This isn't doing its job. So then they would circle back. And then that's kind of like how we sold the Lift 1 and the Lift 2. And the same evolution has already happened with the render where it's a it's a $335. However, it works. It has a five-year warranty. We have customer support that backs it up. And it just flat out works. You put the solar panel on it. It does its job. But then you have people that are buying the cheaper cameras. And then what's going to happen is they're going to get pissed off. They're not going to contact customer support. It's going to circle right back to us. We're going to answer the phone. We're going to answer the questions and sell the camera to them and take care of them. So I guess if they're looking for a camera that is reliable, has a good, strong warranty, and they can talk to someone that actually is familiar with the product, then you know, to me, it's a, solid, it's a solid pick. I mean, there's some other good options out there, but it's the race to the bottom, and we're carving out our niche, and that's what it is. Good to go. That makes sense. I take it, guys. That's, I mean, there's a lot of options out there. Are there any? I like it's not ever. It's never like a bash your competitor kind of thing. But no. Um. You know, there's obviously yeah. your benefit in choosing you guys. Yeah, you're I mean, Michigan there's Michigan based. So you're here talking with us. Like, who the fuck is Spy Point going to send to the Michigan? Okay, it's under podcast studio. Right? <laughs> you Did are. I say Michigan. Geological. I, I really am, guys. Math, <laughs> spelling, geography, Ohio like based. just. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, Michigan. I'm, I was That's thinking a, that, Michigan, that, that, Ohio. The, the what? How do you spell? How do you spell that? <laughs> and, and spelling. 
Let's not talk about. We there's like the. I was trying to do math about the microphones before you guys. We uh. This is really happening. I was like doing a math problem. So there's three of us. Uh, wait, there's two of us. How many mics do we get? It wasn't going well. They might go get more stools. It got weird. Just in the like the Big Ten conference football. Like we don't even say that word in our state. Like the place up north is what we refer to. The place up north. So anyway, I don't even know what the hell I was talking about. It doesn't matter. Hopefully that helps answer Levi's question, I guess. I don't know if he responded back. So if my wife is um, frugal, uh, a frugal person, what does the data usage take away from my phone plan? Yeah, it just depends on, yeah, it just depends on, I mean, again, for like our plans, you can range from $3 to $120. Okay. So most people are in the $10 range, I would say. Yeah, I it, would say. Depends how many cameras you run, depends you can, how you, where you set you up. start somewhere and like you can, yeah, you can well, that's, down. Yeah, like, that's another other, figure how you're using and then go from there. Well, that's another unique selling proposition. Like one of the things that we do. So there's no annual contracts with what we do. Um, and you're not even locked into a monthly contract. Like it's flexible within the month. So if you buy a $10 plan and you realize like, oh, I bought way too much data. I'm never going to use this. Well, you can downgrade halfway through the month and then get that credit between the two plans. The difference between the two plans, okay. you can get that credited to your account. Or it could be the the exact opposite. You could buy a ten dollar plan and be like, remember, what, was that, uh, "What was that cell phone plan?" That uh, Singular Wireless was the first ever cell phone company that did the rollover. Like, if you did okay. your minutes, you kept them, kind of thing. Yeah. Back when minutes were a thing. Yeah. Now, by the way, I like that Levi pretends that his wife listens to this shit. Like, you don't have to put frugal in quotation marks. She's not listening. <laughs> but like, what if I take a picture of a branch a thousand times on accident because I'm a dipshit? And, yeah. Like, am I going to eat that data cost? Oh yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got to be mindful of. Yeah, I mean, it is getting used. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Things are getting, and it's not like, hey, well, let's rack up as much data on these on these people as yeah. as possible. But like, if it gets sent over the air, like even when you send, it's already done. You're paying. Yeah, it's already I mean, we're getting. Yeah, so we, we get docked from. At some point, though, yeah, right? yeah. You can set uh, like over overage tolerances. You can set all that to suspend cameras, shut cameras off. And the beauty um, there is, if you're doing a cell cam, okay, we'll kill it because. Obviously, I can see real time that I've gotten a branch a thousand times. Sure. Versus, like, you don't know that. You got to fucking hike out there, and you're like, well, son of a bitch. That's, that's why I'm diligent about where I set them, how high I set them, and, and I do a little manicuring when that's, I can. Yeah. It is key. And I also, like, now is the time to get out. Some guys are already been out. Like, foliage changes, out, right? Foliage like, just changed. But, like, now you're kind of hitting it at its peak. We've had a lot of hot, yep. a lot of heat here, yep. no rain. So things with the rain all of a sudden are cool. Things are going to shoot up. So I'm going to have to go back. And that's why I'm kind of taking my sweet ass time getting some of these out. You I got things soaked, though. You said, like, I yeah. asked you how long you let that sit. And you said, I'm going to let it sit for a month. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Three weeks to a month. And I know things are going to change. So I'll have to go in there and be prepared to knock things down and leave a little stink in there. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. And, and I, we do, we do content around all this stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone has, yeah, was wondering around a certain strategy or tactics or best way to set a yep. camera. Like, if you can think just Google something, and most likely we're going to rank out on trail cam radio. That's all I can say. You that, guys have done a phenomenal job of covering a lot of different scenarios with trail cameras and and trying trying different things with them. The whole situation with batteries. Yeah, you've done a bang up job. Yeah, You've done thank you. an awesome job of it. And between that and 
whitetail cribs and everything else that you guys. Is it weird do. that I love you guys for your content more than your I love so you far. guys. <laughs> no, <laughs> that happens a lot. I yeah, think, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm living vicariously through Greg, but I'm about to drop some money on a bunch of shit. So I mean, that's what's about to happen. Short of like everything we put into production here, like it's uh, yeah, trail cams are going to be cell cams are going to be my that's my thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm maybe a little behind the game right now, but I'm about You'll there. get there. It, it takes time. I mean, I've been running cameras long before Exodus was around. I've got old wild games. I've got old stealth cams yet. I've got, I think I have an old Bushnell that the batteries See, I'm blow so, up. I'm now. so like, I'm such a... Um... But I did that because my previous job, I had this much time to hunt. Yep. And ever since, I didn't, I didn't get out nearly as much as I wanted to, ever. It always gets screwed by work. So... When I changed jobs, then it was like, all right, I'm going to start spending money. Bought a new bow. Invested in some good cameras. Better tree stands. Yeah, you're, level, you're leveling up. I'm, yeah. I'm just at leveling the on-ramp of leveling up, guys. And, I'm, and I'm learning, right there. learning how to read sign yeah. better than what I but did. But I also, like, I am all about learning the bare minimum of things. Like, I'm more into the strategy and tactic, and I'm like, Bare minimum on my bow. Bare minimum on my arrows. Bare minimum on sure. everything. I don't want to. We've done good with the arrows, stuff. though. I mean, that's another we thing we to take around with too. Yep. And I, luckily, I know this guy. First, by the way, though, apparently Andy May would be the guy to know because you know mm-hmm. that conversation last yeah, week. Yeah, he, he likes to play with bows. I don't. I take it to the Someone shop, asked they a question. They said, "How do you tune your bow?" And it would turn in like thirty minutes of how he tunes his bow. I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. I'm, I'm going to just take it to the archery shop, and then they're going to do it. Yeah. It's like I don't. I'll tune my I tune my arrows to the bow. Which is kind of an odd concept, but go watch Ranch Ferry stuff. Yeah, sure. It, it makes sense and it does work. I can tell you it works. I did it last yep. year. I mean, but on the trail cam, stuff, a- like I'm the guy on the cell cam. I'm like, I'll probably get like a high data plan, and I want to put it out there. And I don't, I don't want to go out. I don't want to go through again. I just, I don't want to lay down scent for starters. Right. Like that's a big. The only other problem is, is there's other hunters in, in our areas mm-hmm. that will lay down the scent. So it's true. Damned if you do, and damned if you don't. Just when you think you got it by the nuts, yep. you don't have it by the nuts. Somebody else has come and took your nut. Here's the fair warning, though. Once you get one cell camera, it won't be enough. Right. Two cell cameras won't be enough. They're oh, no. super addictive. Oh, no. But I, oh, like, I have everything. Else. I have I have um, three geo air. So I'm only geographically challenged outside of the state. Yeah. <laughs> like when it comes to deer hunting, I know what I'm. I'm talking driving about. when we go to Colorado. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But I can find my way in the woods. But don't put me in a subdivision. I'm fucked. Like, good luck getting out of here, guys. It'll look construction, by the way. Oh yeah, I'll help you a little bit. Don't listen to me. But <laughs> I'll get you. Out. I'll help you. Don't listen to me. <laughs> uh, but when it comes to the woods, like I know what's happening. I know my direction. Uh, but in any event, like I want to have a couple for each property so I can start to figure out: it's a holding deer, is it not holding deer? Sure. Is it worth hunting or not? So on and so forth. Um, hopefully, I have enough fortitude to put it in an area where I think I actually can get something on camera. But yeah, it's been a fun conversation. Yeah, it's been all over the place. We've covered some good nuggets too. Yeah, I got a question. For me? No. Not okay, for you. God. Yes. Thank you. What are you doing new this year in your hunting setup? I mean, obviously you, you hunt saddle, right? Are you combination saddle? I do stand and saddle. Okay. Um, I don't. I'll. There's a place for both. Right. I think yep. uh, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I have a new bow. I need. St- I still need to set up. Um, me too. Clock's ticking. I know. October first is your season. Yeah. Yep. I'll um, be down there too, by the way. You coming down to Illinois? Mm-hmm. Where, where about? I can't tell you. Well, I can tell you. After, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. When are I'm you coming like, down, though? Um, let me see how Wisconsin goes first. Okay. See if I get on something first. Sure. Well, if you uh, if you end up down my neighborhood, let me know. 
I don't think I'm quite to your neck of the woods. We'll talk later. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Aside from that, um, honestly, not much. Uh, I'm on the quest to kill a boon, and I'm sure I won't. But <laughs> that's a tough gig, man. I mean, yeah. we'll get you some more okay center stickers. I, yeah. I found, right. I found a really awesome buck. You guys probably saw all the pictures of it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. did half of my neighborhood apparently. So. Yeah, it's a tough thing. Uh, That's the well, crazy when it, thing about when it. it blows up and hits the internet, then oh, it's yeah. then it's trouble. Yeah, yeah. And it's some guy wandering along the road and he takes pictures of it and posts. It's like, ah, damn it, you're not helping me. Well, obviously, yeah. we're trying out the saddles. That's going to be yeah, a thing yeah, sure. Here. So we got the latitude uh, method too. That we're the extra large because we're fat. Well, they look like, like great, and then donuts. they gave me an extra large. I'm like, the fuck, whatever, it's fine. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> fat ass. So you're like you. the same size as Greg, right? I'm like, this is the whole we have a man yeah. person thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's happening. So, but it's fine. It's very comfortable. You look taller than what you are. You look fatter than what you are. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But I don't have a setup like I used his last year, mm-hmm. which was the Lone, Lone Wolf. Yeah, like Lone Wolf Stand OG sticks. one. Yeah, the OG, which is great. And it works good, great. I, but I'm really focused on having a system, so I'm happy to put the diaper on and just walk out in the woods and like right. be good with that. I don't want to f- mess around with the turtle shell back anymore I'm see and i'm it. cool with either way i'm gonna use whatever tool i need to you guys saw me it. trying to stack sticks last winter that, that was, was, a, well that was not good it was not good at all no it takes practice the tear it doesn't down matter is, the tear down still is doesn't worse. matter yeah i watched like when are we patience. done no, zero of it right there zero i have a lot of patience when it comes to like when i'm goal setting i know what i'm where i'm going but when it comes like in the moment shit and my hands i'm losing my dexterity because it's cold i'm like i don't have I want to go with my daughter. Like, I want to go with my son. Like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And I start to get pissed. That was the funniest sure. thing. Like, I took us back in that tag all their swamp, and I'm sinking to my nuts in water, <laughs> and I hear you whistling, and I'm like, fuck, what's he doing over there? Why am I over here? I just pulled the compass out and looked, how the fuck did I end up here? That was your fault. You well, were in some that. Fault. It was all my, that was your was fault. All my fault. I didn't fucking move. There was a couple times you sent me some stuff on IG. Like you were in some nasty shit last yeah. year, and I love the nasty. Like I'm all about the adventure, so I'll bring it on. There's I, you're never gonna like. Scare I found me some off, good but... stuff in there, and I mean, most of my good stuff. That's where I, that's where it's at. Sure. And but now I know why. You did like a big circle around me. I was like, well, I'm not I gonna did. fucking see anything. And, and I, I blew. Luck, I, I know how many. I think I blew a half dozen deer out of there. You just hear them get up thirty <laughs> yards in front of me. No, they didn't blow. They just yep. That's some idiot wandering around out here. See ya. Peace out. Head south. Head north. Head any direction where this guy is not. And they did. But then I still ended up getting around a couple of them and setting up, and then they came out right at dark. My dad did that to me one time. He, like, tried to cross a creek, and I I don't know where the fuck he was. He's going to go this way and the end of that way. And then I heard this giant splash, and I hear all this fucking around. He's like, oh, yeah, I tried to jump over the creek. I saw a coyote tracks. I thought, oh, coyote can do it. I can do it. And then he jumps over, and he didn't make it. Shit. So I heard a big splash. The best story I've ever heard from my dad was my uncle Randy, who is got he got treated by a herd of cows once. He's like the guy. He is actually like worse than the OKS hunter. <laughs> he, my dad set up a, uh, a tree stand. Randy goes across the swamp. Loops. My dad watches him just loop right back around. And Randy goes, "How'd you get on this side?" <laughs> He's like, "I didn't fucking move. You didn't cross." Oh, jeez. <laughs> But when you're in that thick stuff, you don't yeah. know. It's it, yeah. well, like you said, it messes with your mind. You it, know? Does. Yeah. it does. It does. And it was cloudy out, so I have no sun direction whatsoever. Yep. Yep. And any other day, it's fine. But on a yep. cloudy day, that's when you screw yourself. Are you using yeah. sun direction? Oh, you sun. use sun? Move yeah, like... you sun, you use oh, any, that's anyway. That's yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. Good so after those deer come out, it's closing time. I, I got a lens out of compass over here. Like, that shit's a real deal. Yeah. You know? 
I, I, I walk the trail down to, to pick you up, and I, I whistle, and you whistle back, and you're like, ah. and I hear I hear you cursing and swearing, I hear a bunch of clanging, and then I hear shit go sailing through the limbs, and I hear branches breaking, and I hear a splash. I'm oh, dropping I, stuff in the tree. That, that must I'm be the tree stand point. hitting the water right now. Yeah, I'm like fucking throwing shit off the tree. I'm and like, then I'm I see done. a headlamp, and it's going this way, and it's going that way, and it's going this way, and so I stop, and I'm, I'm on the edge of the swamp, and I whistle for him. Yeah, I hear you. All right, just come towards my voice. Where are you? Over here. Ah, fuck. Splash, splash, splash. Kaboom. God damn it. Gets back up. I'm like, I'm coming to you. No, don't come to me. I'm like, no, I'm coming to you. So I hop over the spot. Yeah, I'm like, there. I know where the fuck I'm going. Yeah, no. He's like, you, no, 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 no. no you, like, you were I heading know. east. It wasn't good. It, yeah. it would have been a long trip east. So it's more adventure. Yeah, I, I get to him. He's like, where the fuck are you? I'm like, can't you see my headlamp? I can hear your voice, but I don't see anything. I'm like, I'm like, up, over, down, get down. Yeah, I see you. I'm like, damn near touching my chin to the water. Well, come this way. How the fuck did we get in here? This was a winding trail. It goes to the like left. You already dropped your stuff off. He's like, oh yeah, I dropped my stuff off when I came back. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> you wander around in that swamp enough, you'll figure it out. Yeah. There's it's a few landmarks in there, not many. And they get worse every year because most of that shit falls over by the roots and it's like stacked like matchsticks oh, yeah. in there. Blowdowns everywhere and water underneath. You guys might got a new client tonight or new customer. Levi said he's going to give you guys a call. So Yeah, sure. Cool, yeah. Yeah. Levi, don't call them. Just go to the website and start buying stuff. No, no. call. Talk <laughs> to me. Talk to Jason. Talk to somebody. Yeah. Yep. Cool. My, uh, take care of you, Levi. Where should people go to find you guys? Uh, they got the website, exodusoutdoorgear.com. Google Exodus Trail Cameras. We're on Amazon. We're on YouTube. Facebook. You guys are on Amazon. Instagram. How's that going? Really good. good. Yeah. yeah. They take a pretty big cut. They do. But you get a lot of exposure. Send a lot of them. They, they do, but um, come back it's an investment. Well, we there's a strategy <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's some hidden the hidden tactics there. But yeah, no, it's doing really well. Um, that's all we'll say about that. All right. Good to go. Good to go. Well, with that, I suppose we got buy our e-course. <laughs> <Just kidding>. By <laughs> the Amazon e-course. Yeah, yeah, there. There you go. Yep. Well, cool. t- broke the top hundred in quick thirty days. Yeah. In a very saturated product category. Yeah. They they love Amazon. People love it's Amazon. It's easy. They have my shit. One click buy. Like I just ordered uh just sure. a box over here because I buy stuff all the time. Yeah. It's so, like I got a box of can- uh, batteries for my camera. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was here two days. Done. A lot of trust there. That's the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Cool. Too much trust, probably, if you're in the whole it is. ecosystem. It's yeah. A little, uh, scary. Yeah. If you're wearing the tin hats again, right? Yeah. Go back to that. Yeah, but Amazon boxes work great for cutting up fish on. I'm just saying that. Dude, my wife's like part of this uh, banking on bargains thing on Facebook. So, like, she thinks everything's a deal, but it's like a scam. An affiliate program. Yes, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but like, she gets good deals on stuff like this light thing here, whatever that is. That was like two dollars. Hello. Oh, nice. So, I think I get the sales volume. I, this, watch this. I got some other fun stuff. You want know what else was like two dollars? This uh, what's this thing behind me here? That light back there. Ooh. Ooh, that's what happened. Yeah, we got some of those in the studio, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. So that was like nothing, right? So there's like stuff that comes in the middle. I'm like happy about, but most of it's not. I'm not happy about because we can't burn things in this subdivision. Well, my eyeballs are floating. Yeah. <laughs> I'll end the live broadcast. Go. And uh, everybody that tuned in and, and commented, Levi, thank you. William, thank you. Who else jumped in? I'll just call some folks out. 
Uh, Jose, thank you. What's up, everyone? Anthony Heller here with Deer Vane. Hope you guys enjoyed that podcast with Exodus Trail Cameras. And in uh, conjunction with that, I will certainly give a tip on trail cameras. One of my biggest tips, especially on public land, is you don't have a lot of those food sources where you can just put a camera out and, and, and set them on there and to be able to you know get inventory and see when the deer are coming out where they're coming from and all that um a because deer are generally hitting that at night anyway and b the uh the opportunity for them to get stolen is pretty high so my biggest suggestion on that if you're trying to look if you're looking at a food source you think the deer are coming to it and you want to understand if they are or not find the biggest trail you can that's not a human trail but uh, the biggest trail you can off of that food source and drop your camera on there and be sure to point it down the trail. When you point it down the trail, you're gonna give your, your camera a longer window of opportunity to trigger that sensor than if you were to put it perpendicular to that trail where they just kinda of got, got a cross in front of it. So what I really like to do is wait for a bend in that trail. I walk the trail until there's some sort of bend and then I can drop the camera right there. I pull them eight feet up, bring a, bring a climbing stick with me put it eight feet up in the air, aim it down. I got a nice, you know, five, 10, 15 yard trail out in front of me that gives me plenty of time for my camera to, to trigger. And um, it's also off the beaten path. So not right on that field edge and, uh, and it's eight feet up. So odds of it being seen and also being stolen are fairly minimal. All right, I hope that helps everyone. Have a great week.